0: Let's go back to the time when I lost almost 50 pounds. Everyone has a story. I am your host, Chris McLean. Welcome to The Time When, a podcast exploring the lives of everyday people. For additional information pertaining to each episode, visit our website, atimewen.net. Welcome to episode one. We don't have any guests today today the episode is about me and my fitness journey and this journey began three and a half years ago at the time my diet consisted of fast food fried food i would eat ice cream every night a lot of times i would get chips and dip the chips into the ice cream (laughs) my exercise was basically zero i was taking medication for my high blood pressure Doctors told me it was hereditary. My dad, he suffered from high blood pressure, and my dad's dad, he also suffered from high blood pressure. At the time, my dad was going through dialysis. He was suffering from kidney disease. His kidney disease stemmed from his high blood pressure issues. And like I said, my grandfather, my dad's dad, he died from kidney disease when my dad was a teenager and my grandfather's death was before I was born but it really shaped my dad's life my dad never really planned to live long his dad died when he was in his 40s and my dad just figured he would die young as well so he didn't really save money and he, he lived life to, to his fullest. He, he didn't exercise, he, he, he didn't want to watch his diet, he didn't want to limit his sugar. He just kind of figured he would enjoy life on his, on his own terms. And I was kind of following that same path. I remember I looked at my wife and one day and I told her I don't enjoy exercising so I'm not going to exercise anymore. But things changed that year. At Thanksgiving went to New Jersey visit my parents and family for Thanksgiving and driving home that weekend back to Delaware uh, I was talking to my dad on the phone I remember he was complaining about these this pain in his back and he, he didn't know where it was coming from and by that Monday my mom had to call the ambulance to come pick him up and take him to the hospital he was in that much pain And when he got to the hospital, they were doing a bunch of tests trying to figure out what was going on. And the doctor ended up coming into the room and telling him, sorry, Mr. McLean, sorry to tell you, but you have a tumor in your stomach. And my dad looked at the doctor and said, "Okay, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here because my back hurts. And the doctor said, well... The tumor is actually so large that it's causing pain in your back. And so my dad opted for surgery, and they were going to remove the tumor from his stomach. And it was the day of his surgery. Him and I were alone in his hotel room. And he said to me, I'm in this situation that I'm in now because of my my life choices. I, you know, knew from an early age that I was going to have possible complications from the lifestyle that I was living. And, you know, I chose not to try to do something about it. And he warned me against that. My dad died relatively young. He died at the age of 62. And he was trying to encourage me to not make the same mistakes that he did, to try to take care of my health and to watch what I ate and to, uh, to exercise regularly. And I listened to what he said, but I didn't make any changes right away. So fast forward a year, and that's when I finally made the change. I, I thought to myself it was time to get control of my weight. And more importantly, I wanted to be an example for my son. I didn't want him to follow in the same path. I was following in the same path that both my grandfather and my father were going down. And I I didn't want Cam to also follow down that path. So I started off slow. First, I made some changes to my diet. Instead of eating a whole cup of ice cream every night, I switched to the little mini ice creams. And then I started to do a, a running program, a, a run-walk program. And I never liked distance running. When I was, you know, younger playing sports, I ran track. And to, when the coach asked us to do the two lap warm up on the track, I, I hated it. I, you know, I did sprints and track, and I did not want to do any distance. So I didn't know how I was going to be able to run this, or do this distance running to get in shape. But I would walk most of it, and then slowly over time, I started to to be able to run more. And then I decided I was gonna sign up for my first race. I had been being steady with my running. Uh, I was doing it three times a week, And I thought maybe I could sign up for my first race. So my first race was a a five-mile race. I didn't even start with a 5K, which now I know I probably should have started with a 5K, but I started with a five-mile race, and it was called the Wine and Dine. And you run five miles afterwards. There was um, a wine tasting, and you kind of get to go to different restaurants and try different wines and things like that. And so my goal... Was not to walk during the race. At the time, my times were really slow. Uh, a lot of my friends used to make fun of me when I would tell them my times running. But I was trying to just stay the course, stay steady. And I ended up making it through the race. My time wasn't great, but I made it through the race without walking. And then I found a program online uh, by Hal Higdon, and it was a running program. And I started to follow those different running programs, and I came up with the plan that I would do one race a month for a year. And I thought that would keep me motivated to keep me running and working out. And I was able to follow that plan, except for I missed one month, and that was the month where I chopped off part of my finger with a mandolin. But that'll be a story for another day. But back to my running program, I kept going, did different 5Ks, did a couple of 10Ks, and I wanted to actually do my first half marathon. So I started training for my first half marathon, and I was able to run it in the fall, and then I really felt accomplished, making it all the way up to a half marathon. As I said, I didn't, was not a distance runner. So, fast forward again. after a year and a half of of being consistent with running. now I was up to five five days a week of running. I decided I was gonna add weights into my running program. And I went to the YMCA and started a, a full body workout three times a week. I cut back on my running now, so now I was only doing running three times a week. But I was starting to see even more improvement with adding the weights with my running. And then I was able to take another step in my fitness journey when I started adding some weights with my cardio. Recently, with the coronavirus closing all the gyms, now I've moved to these at-home HIIT workouts. And I'll tell you, I used to not think those HIIT workouts were anything special. But I quickly learned that those HIT workouts are, are rough, that you get a good workout in with these HIT workouts. One, you're dripping sweat by the end of it, and two, it, it gets your heart rate up. It's really hard for me to finish a whole HIT workout. I give props to you all that out there that enjoy doing those HIT workouts, because I know as soon as the gym opens up again, I'd much rather go back to the gym and doing these at-home HIIT workouts. Today I have transitioned from that small ice cream every night to eating a little bit of dark chocolate each night. I haven't completely gone away from ice cream. If I'm at the mall, I'm definitely gonna go to TCBY or haagen I've also no longer had the need for blood pressure medicine. And that leads me to question, are some diseases really hereditary? or is it more of just a lifestyle that gets passed down from generation to generation? In the future, going forward, I plan to continue to take things one day at a time and focus on my routine. But the main message I wanted to leave with everyone was I wanted to encourage people to focus on creating a new healthy lifestyle first. So if your goal is to lose weight and to be healthy, Right, Focus on that healthy lifestyle, right? Not focus on diets or, or restricting yourself. And second, I would suggest that you create a routine that you are gonna be able to stay consistent with. I knew personally, I was not gonna be able to work out at the end of the day. After school, I just wanna come home and sit on the couch. I, I can't run in the afternoon, but that works for people. But what I decided to do was to run before school. All right, so I just got in a routine of setting my alarm clock at 4.30 in the morning. On days that I go to the Y, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I, I'll be there right at 5 o'clock when the Y opens up on the days that I run. I still get up at 4.30 and I just run around my neighborhood in the dark. Creating a routine is essential for creating that healthy, that healthy lifestyle, creating a habit after a month it becomes a routine and you don't really think about it and then next i would also suggest starting off slow it's okay to walk in the beginning if you can't run a full mile right but slowly over time you'll start to see you could go further and further in your distances all right but also don't try to jump in right away and start doing seven days a week right If you haven't been exercising, maybe start with two or three days a week, and then you can eventually start to build on that. And the last thing I would say is to not get discouraged if you don't see results right away, right? If if you have a goal weight, it's gonna take you a while to get there most likely. So don't be, you know, victim of the scale and think that the changes that you're making are not working for you because they are. The most important thing is to just stick to that routine and having a healthy lifestyle, and then the results will eventually follow. Thanks for joining this episode of A Time Win. Hopefully this will encourage others to get out there and to, to be healthy. If I could do it, I'm telling you anybody can do it. For links to the workouts and additional information on this episode, go to our website, A atimewin.com. And remember, everyone has a story.